is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. How is everybody doing? Hope you got your umbrellas out and uh, ready to go today. Hope you're staying nice and dry out there. Headlights on, all that good stuff. Got a couple of hours ahead for you here on the Workday Red Zone. I mean, you know how we operate here on the show. Uh, so we'll get through the intro and tell you what we got in store coming up today. Of course, I do want to thank you for tuning in on the Ticket Radio Network. You can find us in multiple places on your radio dial and also at 953theticket.com. You can take us with you on the go as well. Just download that TuneIn app. That we nag you about every single blessed day and search for KNEA and you will be all set. If you want to shout at us, that's easy enough. 930-3776 is the number to call. You can also uh, reach out to us on social, facebook.com slash the ticket radio and on Twitter at camera underscore Richie. Already got a poll for you. You can find it by using the hashtag WDRZ. I am Kara Richie. Joined in studio for hour one by Keith Merritt. Walk off hit by pitch. Yeah. Don't see that every day. Literally taking one for the team. In the thigh. Actually in the arm is where that one was. But more on that coming up later. <laughs> uh, also with us today, producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So uh, this is it. This is who you're going to be talking to, hearing from. Uh, today coming up over the course of the next couple hours. Now, a lot of times on Wednesday, we would throw an A-State update at you. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. We don't have a guest for you today. We've got uh, a couple of feelers out to hopefully touch base with some A-State coaches maybe later this week. But uh, we're going to cross our fingers and see how those work out. Uh, meanwhile, in terms of news updates, as Keith just referenced, the St. Louis Cardinals did. Walk it off last night against the Colorado Rockies at Bush Stadium. So your final there was 5-4. to four. Uh, Tyler O'Neill was hit by a pitch with the bases loaded in the ninth inning to plate the winning run. And so those teams back at it tonight. 6-45 on 95-9 the Wolf. I think that's now eight in a row for the Cardinals against the Rockies at Bush Stadium. So that series, at least in St. Louis, is very, very, very much gone uh, the Redbirds way. Um, also in baseball news, I apologize for not uh, throwing out some more updates on this, but this is pretty cool here. Former Riverside standout Gavin Stone is just one step away from the majors. Uh, pitching in the L.A. Dodgers organization, Stone was called up from A AA to AAA earlier this week, and he has quickly risen up the Dodgers prospect rankings. In fact, uh, he's pretty much a consensus top 100 prospect in all of Major League Baseball. MLB just put out their new updates, and I think he's uh, ranked in... in Either the 70s or the high 80s. So he is considered uh, definitely a player on the rise in the minor leagues. Meanwhile, preparations continue at every level across the state of Arkansas for the upcoming football season. A-State football held its 10th practice of the fall yesterday, 11th practice this morning. Razorbacks also kind of on that same schedule. I think today was practice number 11 for them as well. And, of course, this week, numerous high schools across northeast Arkansas are slated to scrimmage. Or uh, depending on what team you cheer for, it might be called a benefit game or a jamboree. 
everybody's got a fun way to word it, but a lot of teams out on the field as they work to get ready for what is most teams across the state season opening date of August 26th. So we're less than, we are single digits away from high school football. That is kind of amazing. That's cool. It really is cool. It almost feels a little football weathery today. A uh, little bit. It can do without the rain, but it's going to be nice tonight. It might be a night where you brace yourself. You might need to put on a hoodie tonight if you go outside. Whoa. I know. It's still August. It's kind of wild to think about. But, um, but again, it's just uh, it's getting a little closer every day. Wild how that happens. Of course, uh, when you get to this time of year as well, it, it starts to become prediction time. We actually did some baseball predictions yesterday. Thought we would do a A-State football prediction today. And while it's not quite time yet to throw out your overall record prediction, we got to wait until the final week of the, the preseason for that. But I do want to know what you think A-State's non-conference record is going to be in 2022. So here's a slate in case you need a refresher. The Red Wolves, of course, opened the season and open non-conference play against Grambling State September the 3rd in Jonesboro. The following Saturday, they head to the shoot to take on Ohio State on September the 10th. The following week, it is a much shorter road trip as the Red Wolves cross the river and play at Memphis on September the 17th. Non-conference schedule just a little bit different this year as the final non-conference game is not until November the 12th, but that one is back in Jonesboro, and it is against... UMass. So obviously your answers today range from 0 and 4 to 4 and 0. Of course, we've got those options for you. We've got it set up as a poll on Twitter and uh, would love for you all to elaborate with us as well today on the Right Fiber Hotline, which will be open uh, for a good bulk of the show at 930-3776. Also today, we'll start uh, we'll start doing some position previews uh, because I do feel like, you know, due to different reasons, it seems like in the offseason, sometimes you talk more about one group or another group, and sometimes you, it seems like all of a sudden it's the opening day, and you're like, oh, I don't even know if we mentioned a defensive back this entire But obviously, I mean, we have, but I just thought we'd kind of break down these units uh, piece by piece. Today we'll start with the defensive line, since there was actually some news from that unit yesterday, and uh, we'll elaborate that on that in just a little bit, but Red Wolf Mark called it like noon in one second. So let's go to the phones. What's up? Miss Kerrichi. What do you want? How you doing today? This is how you always start a conversation when you want something. Yeah. Uh, how you doing today, Kate? I'm good. How you doing today, Mr. Keith Merritt? I'm doing fine. Okay. Mr. Tuck, you I know you're listening. Red Wolf Mark, we are we are not an yeah. answering service. No, I'm, he, he, when he calls in, he, he's the guy to answer my question. Uh, Chuck, my birthday September day. No, and, uh, no. Answer and the he, question he, today. What is Arkansas State he, uh, football's non-conference record going to be in 2022? It's going to be it's going to be 0 4. You think the Red Wolves are not going to win a single game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's going to be the other way around. Okay, four and zero. Yeah, 4-0, yeah. Okay, that means uh, that the Red Wolves would have to beat Chuck's yeah. Buckeyes in Week 2. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Chuck, Chuck, my state, my Red Wolves got to go to Ohio State. If my, if my Red Wolves win, you've got to sing happy birthday to me on the care show. Yeah, this works for me, actually. I'm good with this. 
Yeah. I'm good with being the messenger yeah. for this one. Yeah, you got to sing me a birthday song, Chuck. And I'm gonna say, I want to say go to all the high school teams because they, they, I know they're scrimmaging. Bad uh, of you scrimmage against Pocahontas. Uh, who did the Brooklyn scrimmage against? Okay. Truman. Truman? Who won that thing? Uh, not sure, to be honest. Oh, wow. Uh, I know I know Brooklyn's going to have a good football team this year. I'm going to say go to all of them. Mm-hmm. And go everybody in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And go Miss Lisa. And Miss Lisa, listen, get ready to call them hogs. I bet she is. Say, all righty. Yep. I'm going to say, all righty, then. All righty. Thank you. Okay. Well, we did get a answer to the question today, so that's about as much as you can hope for. Again, uh, <laughs> what is Arkansas State football's non-conference record going to be in 2022? We'll come back. We'll start throwing out. Uh, we'll go, of course, team by team and start throwing out some info uh, about uh, these teams that A-State is going to face, and we might as well start in week one. Although in week one, we'll talk about Grambling State in a lot more detail. Uh, we'll get to know just a little bit about uh, A-State's season opener right after this. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Hiring other AC companies can be risky. Aside from being unlicensed and uninsured, they may not have the skills needed to get the job done correctly. You can trust more air conditioning to do the job right. Our technicians are highly qualified, background checked, and expertly trained. So next time, forget burning the van and call more air conditioning. 870-336-2023 or visit us at moreac.com. You deserve more. Don't sell for less. Welcome back to a new school year, faculty and students. The road to success starts today, and you can't get there on bald tires. Don't let back-to-school expenses keep you from driving to success. Local Tire and Wheel has the best payment options on the tires you need and the wheels you want. All backed by the area's best customer service. And you asked, and Local Tire and Wheel heard your request. That's why they now offer six months, same as cash. You get the cash price, but you have six months to pay. And if you need longer to pay, Local Tire and Wheel will build an easy payment plan that fits your budget. Plus, there's no credit check and everyone gets approved. So tires are something most of us don't budget for. But when we need them, we need them. And Local Tire and Wheel is here to help. They're your one-stop shop for quality tires and quality service that fits every budget. And don't let those back-to-school expenses keep you from driving to success. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireandWheel.com And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. More homes are using metal roofing than ever before. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies in Truman is offering discount prices to the public and has everything you need to install your metal roof. A roof from Discount Metal Roofing Supplies is built to last much longer than asphalt shingles going 40 to 60 years and beyond. Plus, it gives you durability to the elements and in the long run is going to save you money. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies, 200 West Main, Building 39 in Truman and call 870-418-0790. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox 
compliment. Your home for Bad Boy Ferris, Altos, and Xmark. Four proven industry leaders in the zero-turn mowers. Check out our dependable, hardworking, up-for-any-job-you-need-to-tackle tractor lines from Massey Ferguson Bad Boy. From Echo Power Tools to premium implements from Woods and Bad Boy and locally made MEB trailers, Cox Implement has you covered from top to bottom with three locations to better serve you in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. You could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Nissan. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Nissan. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at Central Nissan. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Anita Chandra with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. To keep your family healthy and safe, it's important to be ready if disasters happen. Develop a family communication plan. Make sure your family, including your children, know how to reach each other. Make a kit with first aid supplies, medicine, medical records, and comforting things for your child. Finally, talk about what to do when emergencies happen, like streets flooding, a power outage, or a fire. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It is... Kara, Keith, and Kate hanging out with you on a Wednesday. And uh, time to start throwing out predictions. And we want to get your take on Arkansas State's non-conference record first. So, uh, again, the slate, Grambling State, then at Ohio State, at Memphis, and a late November non-conference game back in Jonesboro against UMass. So those are the four teams. That means you can go anywhere from 4-0 to 0-4. Most of you so far landing somewhere in the middle. (laughs) And uh, we'll start to look at these opponents today. And here in a moment, we'll start with Grambling State who the Red Wolves opened the season with in Jonesboro on September the 3rd. But our phone lines are open, 9303776 on the Right Fiber Hotline. See if David's got a prediction to throw at us. How are you? I'm good. I'm thinking 3-1. and one. Okay. And uh, when you start talking about Grambling, I, I was at the game that we played them last time. I think we were – Lacewell was still here. I can't remember for sure who the coach was. I'll double-check here in just a moment. But the thing that I remember about Grambling was we were all stunned at how huge they were. Hmm. ASU, I mean, ASU's team looked like a junior high school team standing up against them. The offensive line, defensive lines did. That is not what I would have expected. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we were we were smaller because we were running that wishbone. Right. But uh, it, they were just, they were monsters i mean the defensive line offensive line for grambling was just i can remember us all sitting in the stands just going oh my gosh they just look they just look huge 
Keith, do you remember was what that game a that playoff was? game? I think it was a playoff game. Um, I think it was a real close game. I, I don't remember it being. I think we were lucky to win it. And uh, yeah, because I, that's I think, one I missed because I was doing men's basketball in Puerto Rico. That was well. In, I think uh, Robinson was still the coach of yeah. Grambling at that time. Yeah, Coach Robinson was still coaching Grambling. Nineteen eighty-five is when that one was, and and your all of your recollections are, <laughs> are spot on in terms of yes, this uh, obviously was a Larry Lacewell coach team, and yes, it was a close one. Arkansas State defeated Grambling on November the thirtieth, ten to seven. Yeah, it looked. I mean, during the game, it looked like we were not going to win the game. They were just uh, we couldn't run against them. They were. They were just big. I mean, they, they were, I'm talking, I'm guessing most of them were that 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six range. They just all looked super tall compared to our defensive line, offensive line. That's, that's what I remember about that game. Yeah, we were listening to the broadcast over the telephone because the internet wasn't a big deal then. <laughs> and if my memory serves, Ray Brown might have either scored a touchdown or set up the touchdown on a guard around. If, if my think, memory serves me right. right. Yep, I think you're right. Because the description of that play <laughs> and Grambling's reaction to it was something that burns into the memory. <laughs> yep. I, I remember it being a, I, I want to say maybe it was Thanksgiving weekend. I don't, for some reason, I'm thinking it was a Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was uh, November the 30th is the date on it. So that lines up about right for when Thanksgiving normally falls. Okay. Well, you just, you were talking about Grambling. It just brought back memories. Yeah. I remember the last time they were here, and I just remember it was a, a struggle uh, for us to win that game. And I I just remember how big they looked compared to us. Hoping that won't be the case in a couple weeks. Hopefully not. Now, Coach Three Robinson ain't coaching him anymore. <laughs> Three and one. All right. We'll write it down for David. We got it. All right, thanks. Thank you. I did pull up Grambling's roster because David's out here making me nervous. But, you know, when you don't know enough about a, a team to know how some of these players fit in, it's hard to kind of make heads or tails, heads or tails of it. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got uh, on paper, they've got a lot of, good size at, at receiver. But, you know, some of these guys are freshmen, and who knows how many of them could be walk-ons. And just because they have size doesn't mean they have speed or vice versa. So when you just look at a name on a piece of paper, it's hard to, you know. Yeah, you you can, can't really see much on that. You could have a behemoth of an offensive lineman, but if all he does is stand there like a brick and doesn't have any athleticism, he's probably not going to play for you. He's a turnstile. Yeah. It's so, not good. Yeah. So, uh, so you look at this right first off, they got like a million players on this roster, but uh, but when you look through it again, it's just, uh, if you want to look, you can. We're certainly not going to sit here and, and go through the, the Grambling roster. We will tell you that last season, or uh, excuse me, Grambling State went four and seven. Uh, they went three and five in, in conference play, but uh, the story of their season last year was not necessarily on the field. It was the fact that off the field after uh, 10 games, they parted way with Broderick Fobbs who had been there for eight years. And they went ahead and, in the offseason, hired Hugh Jackson. And so that was the big news there. They also had, you know, some interesting news about perhaps a coordinator, but ultimately that did not pan out. Yeah. So, so we'll just... That didn't work. Yeah. But Hugh's still there, and 
He knows something about football. I'm not sure that his NFL experience was all down to him. He yeah. had he had a bunch of problems to try to solve and he couldn't couldn't solve them all. Additionally, you know, you go back and you look through his his NFL coaching career and man, this dude just worked with organizations year after year that were on the struggle bus mm-hmm. i mean you're it's a it's a little bit different now but five and six years ago and in, in a decade ago it, it didn't unless you were just flat out god's gift to coaching you weren't going to have success with the Bengals and the browns and that's where he spent some time in the nfl most recently and that's just i mean come on that just was not was not good same thing with <laughs> with the raiders i mean that organization was so dysfunctional for a while, and they still haven't completely gotten out of yeah, their own Yeah, they haven't dug, dug out of that yeah. hole yet. But, uh, you know, Jackson had coached in, in college before. It just had been, you know, about 20 years prior when he was uh, back at USC and, and before that at Cal and Arizona State and, and even uh, Cal State Fullerton and, and Pacific. So uh, he's been a few different places, and now he is at Grambling State. Also, just looking quickly before we go to the phones and check in with Miss Lisa at what you know his peers expect out of Grambling State this year. Uh, they were picked fourth in the SWAC West in their preseason poll. They got one first place vote. Uh, did not very many. Did not land very many players on the All Conference teams. Apparently, uh, they do have a really good defensive lineman in Sundiata Anderson, who is preseason. Uh, all SWAC first team defense and landed a couple of players on the second team, including one of their specialists. Apparently, they've got you know just one guy that does all of their kicking. That's a little bit more rare now at any level, but good kicker. So they got that going for them. But let's go to the phones and check in with Miss Lisa. How are you? Well, I'm. I've had an exciting morning. That's why I called. Okay. First of all, let me vote two and two on your. Um, poll, okay. I don't even have any idea what Arkansas will be because I don't even know who all the different players stayed or, or all the different players that left. I don't, and you know, I I hope we're 4-0 on ours, but we played some pretty good teams this year, but I'm glad. I'm not complaining. I don't want to play. If I'm going to go and pay out the wazoo, I'm going to see the best they can bring in. But anyway, did uh, uh, Mark tell you who was at my house when he called a while ago? He did not. Well, Mark, shame on you. Uh, Matthew V. Roberson was out in this area making FedEx deliveries. Well, of course, I'm in my pajamas with my hair standing straight up and house shoes. So he comes in the house with my delivery. And Mark calls about that time, and I let him, Mark talk to him. He wanted to remind me again today that his birthday is September the 8th. I said, Mark, I know your birthday is next month, and he told uh, Matthew V that. I still call him Matthew V. I miss him at the Jonesboro Sun. He was the reason I took the Sun. But um, I guess it's... Actually, doesn't football, don't we have a football game two weeks from tomorrow? I forget who it is that Thursday night. But anyway, we're two weeks shy of most teams 
playing, but I think there's, um, oh my gosh, somebody plays that Thursday night before, but I don't know who it, who it would be. And I had something else I was going to say on here that I saw a while ago, but I can't think what it was. So I guess that means I need to say, all righty then. <laughs> and y'all have, <laughs> hey, uh, Kate, did yes. Ole Miss find a quarterback? Uh, they have quarterbacks on the roster. Have they found a starting know, quarterback I yet? That. I don't know. <laughs> they found a punter. Yeah, they found a punter, yeah, from the frat house. They did? Yeah. Where'd they, where'd they find him at? Uh, one of the frat houses. Well, good for them. <laughs> you never know what you'll find in them frat houses. Okay. All right. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> you too, Miss Lisa. It sounds like Cage joking, but if you haven't heard the wonderful story of Frat McAfee, we'll get into it later on today. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, again, asking you for your predictions for Arkansas State football's non-conference record. we got a 3-1 and one and a 2-2 two and two so far on the phones, and of course the poll is on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Again, uh, Grambling State is, is week one. We'll look briefly at Ohio State, but also start uh, looking at some different position groups for Arkansas State football, starting with the defensive line when we come back right after the break. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Let NEA golf cars keep you from becoming your golf group's Can I Ride With You guy. You know, the guy standing by the first tee always needing someone to jump on with. NEA golf cars offers new carts at all the top brands, including Onward by Club Car and a large selection of used carts, plus all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its best this golf season. Go to NEA Golf Cars or call 236-GOLF for more information. It's goodbye, can I ride with you guy, and hello, sweet ride. Thanks to NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. See those ends at Kavanaugh Ford in Jonesboro. We're getting back to normal with 300 new vehicles on the way. Get a new 2022 Ford F-150, $1,500 off MSRP. A new 2022 Ford Explorer, $1,000 off MSRP. Or a new 2022 Ford Edge, $3,000 in savings, $1,000 off MSRP, plus $2,000 in dealer discount. Reserve your new ride today with no money down. Only at Kavanaugh Ford on Highland and Jonesboro or KavanaughFord.com. See dealer for details. Crack screen on your phone or tablet? Oh! It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Corn and soybeans up, other crops down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. September corn at 6.17 and a half, up 6.5 with December corn at 6.14 and 3 quarters, up 4.5. September soybeans at 14.75 and 3 quarters, up 21 and a half. November soybeans at 13.90 two and 
three quarters up 11 and three quarters. September wheat at 7.72 and a half, down 13 and a half. We December wheat at 7.89 and a quarter, also down 13 and a half. October cotton at 118.38, down 3.87. December cotton at 113.39, down 3.46. September rice at 16.71 and a half, down 18 and a half cents. With November rice at 17.01 and a half, down 17 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle at 141.80, up 50. With October live cattle at 145.85, up 17 and a half. August feeder cattle at 183.07 and a half, up 155. September feeder cattle at 187.27 and a half, up 180. October lane hogs at 97.27 and a half, up 70. With December hogs at 87.57 and a half, down 12 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Seed Innovation Protection Alliance Seed Company members invest 15% of sales into new seed innovations for your cereal acres. Check the bag for certified seed or single-use agreement restrictions so you don't step over the line. Or talk to your seed dealer. Plant breeders develop better, stronger genetics for your farm. So let's reinvest together to improve yields and quality. Without your patronage and trust, seed companies wouldn't be able to continually develop new genetics, traits, seed treatments, and other innovations to meet your needs. There's no doubt about it. Being informed is key in the business of agriculture. You need the best return on your investment, and we're here to help. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson with the EAB Ag Network. Each and every weekday, we'll keep you informed with the latest news that affects our region and market prices as well. Stay tuned for reports on this EAB Ag Network radio station several times each weekday. The EAB Ag Network, keeping local farmers and ranchers in the know. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, Cade hanging out today. 9303-776 is the number to call to make your prediction on what A-State football's non-conference record is going to be apologies today that we don't have an a-state update for you but uh, fingers crossed we're gonna touch base with an a-state coach or two maybe later this week maybe early next week uh, but uh, when we do it will be brought to you by calmer solutions we take care of technology so you can take care of business i uh, will look uh, we're looking through you know this 22 schedule so you all can make your best educated guess with your answer and we'll uh, get back to that in a moment. Uh, Ohio State, of course, is the week two opponent. Spoiler alert, they're pretty good. Uh, but <laughs> we're also going to start looking uh, positionally at this A-State football team a little bit. Now, I wanted to start with defensive line today because that is a, a unit that uh, was in the news yesterday. And in case you weren't able to join us yesterday, the reason for that is because it kind of made waves a little bit when it was reported that Kavon Bennett was back at defensive end at practice yesterday. Uh, one of the biggest stories of the offseason has been Bennett, who was very, very productive last season on the defensive end, uh, moving to linebacker, which is a position he's played elsewhere in college. You know, he's been pretty versatile throughout his football career. But, you know, that was the, that was the plan this offseason. Move Kavon Bennett to linebacker for multiple different reasons there. It gives you li- uh, depth in that linebacking core. Also, uh, Kavon Bennett is a young man that, that wants to play the next level. And... He would be better, uh, I think, suited physically to be at a linebacker's post defensive end. So, need to have another year of film on him at linebacker. So, that's the move that made sense. And then, of course, yesterday you get that news that he was back at defensive end, and everybody's like, "Okay, well, what's going on? You know, is is he not picking up on linebacker? Is he not? You know, is it, are all the other defensive ends terrible? What is it? Well." 
kind of none of the above because we speculated yesterday on what it would be. Uh, and according to the Jonesboro Sun and, and Kevin Turberville, who was out there and, and touched base with Coach Butch Jones yesterday after practice, there are a couple different reasons for that. One, we will still see Kevon Bennett in different packages at defensive end. He is primarily going to be a linebacker, but sometimes they will do things that are different schematically. Because obviously you don't want to be out there lined up the same exact way on every single play. So when they do throw some different wrinkles in on that defensive scheme, we'll see him at defensive end. Additionally, Thurman Gathers is day-to-day with an ankle sprain. So the defensive end is is pretty lacking in depth. So when you got a guy that's out, then we could see Kevon Bennett stepping back into that role as well. So the sky is not falling on the defensive end, the defensive line, on things there in terms of why Kevon Bennett had to go back to that unit yesterday. And if you're going to have packages with him at defensive end, you need to practice those now. Yeah, yeah, this is the time. Yeah, you don't want to have to do that week two. No. At Ohio State. Just like, oh, Kevon, I know it's been, you know. A couple of months. (laughs) Like 40 weeks since you've lined up at defensive end. But can you go play that for a couple you know, possessions series, against yeah. one of the best teams in the country. You feel good, you feel good with that? And of course, <laughs> he would say yes, but I mean, holy crap, the rest of us would have a stroke. So, <laughs> yeah, now is the time. Now is the time to get him in there. This is the time when you, sometimes you throw stuff that you don't think you'll need out there in practice just in case you need it. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, there is, a little bit of a concern for a, a just-in-case or a backup plan with this defensive line just in, in general. And I've got uh, my nice little handy-dandy highlighters out today that tells you what kind of serious when the highlighters come out. Well, you want to have eight people at least that you can throw in the defensive line. You're running a four-man front. You want to have eight. Yeah. When you look at this line, and, and they have more than eight bodies, but the issue is – not much more, and, and not eight that are tested. Uh, looking at the defensive ends first, since we mentioned Bennett and we've already said, you know, gathers day-to-day with an ankle sprain, you have seven players listed as defensive ends, period. That, of course, does not count Kevon Bennett, who, again, has moved to the linebacker room, and that does not count T.W. Ayers, who was a defensive end last year but has bulked up and moved to the interior. So... In that room, again, seven defensive ends on the roster. You have two that are true freshmen, one who I believe is a walk-on, one who in a perfect world will redshirt. You have two redshirt freshmen, one who is probably going to have to do a significant amount of heavy lifting this year, even though he is a redshirt freshman, and one in kind of TBD. And then you've got two guys who are incoming transfers, and actually one defensive end who was a contributor last year. Now, one of the reasons for that is you had a couple good ones last year in Kevon Bennett and also JoJo Izugu. And those guys just played a monster, monster amount of snaps Yeah, at defensive end. Uh, I know Kevon Bennett played like 90% of snaps, but, I mean, you don't want to have to ask a guy to do that. That's, that's a lot. I mean, you need to have a much deeper rotation. 
And uh, you got to have some twos that are able to go out there for more than 10% of your team snaps. And that really wasn't the case last year. But with JoJo and with Kavon, you know, both of those guys started 12 games, all 12 games at defensive end. Uh, JoJo was fifth on the team in total tackles, second in, ta- in sacks and tackles for loss. Kavon Bennett, fourth on the team in total tackles, first in sacks, first in tackles for loss. So uh, those are some big, big, big shoes to fill. Yeah, JoJo's playing professionally. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold that thought. But when you look at what that defensive end group is going to have to look like this year, you're going to have to see some some huge, huge, huge steps forward from Blaine Toll. You're going to have to see a big jump from Thurman Gathers, who played in 11 out of 12 games last year as a reserve. And you're going to have to see Denard Flowers, who is a redshirt freshman, so did not get into any significant game action last year. All three of those guys are going to have to be huge this season. And then ideally you need somebody like Robert McWilliams, who transferred from Purdue, to step up. Or maybe maybe it's a guy like Izzy Whitmore that redshirted last year that can help you there in that rotation. But, I mean, three is <laughs> – Throw somebody else out there. Maybe it's Kavon and some sub packages. So at least you get a little bit of rest for those guys. But again, there are seven defensive ends, period, and really only one of those that contributed at that position last year. On the interior of the defensive line, I mean, it's kind of, you know, a little bit of the, the same thing. I think if you look at the roster, you've got 10 guys listed there. But, you know, I know they've been working Ethan Hassler a little bit at, at linebacker, and I think it might just be a, a type on the roster in terms of what position he's in because typically you don't see too many 6'2", 236-pound interior defensive linemen. So either he is significantly, significantly bulked up or <laughs> that is he's just classified wrong uh, on that particular list. But you look elsewhere – at that unit on the D-line, and you've also got huge amount of shoes to fill. Vidal Scott transferred. He started in 11 of 12 games. Terry Hampton transferred. He started the first six games before he had a knee injury that ended his season. Pili Tudovaki started three games due to those other injuries, and he graduated. So in terms of your returning starters on the interior, you got John Minton. He started three games last year, and that's about the that's most it. most experience you have there. Now, T.W. Ayers, of course, he he knows this defense, but he is moving from defensive end to defensive line. And Tim Hardiman, I think, was beat up some last year. He did play in a couple of games, and, and they'll be asking him to do some really heavy lifting. So, Mincy Hardiman, you've got the Vandy transfer in, in Terion Sujic. I think uh, they like Darius Jackson, who's a redshirt freshman. But then after that, again, you've got – one, two, three, four true freshmen and a red shirt freshman in that room. This was going to be a young the, team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we knew that. Yes. Just just by the numbers and where the classes are. I think T.W. Ayers is going to be a good def- interior defensive lineman because he's smart. Yeah. yeah. I think that the, the question with T.W., he – you know, he asked, when we had our interview with him on Media Day, and it was like, hey, what was your first reaction to Coach Jones putting you in the DL room? He was like, I was worried if I would be able to make the weight. So for him now, he's he's certainly bulked up. He's been able to do that. But now he also has to maintain it that weight. And then the question also becomes, all right, when you bulk up, how much quickness do you lose? Because you're going to lose a little. But is it enough to make an, a, as much of an impact? 
And you don't have to be quite as fleet-footed in the interiors you do on the end. But, you know, you can't have him take a huge step back in terms of of speed. In, in the interior of the defensive line, not just talking about TW, but in general. talk in general, it's your first two steps yeah. that are vital. If you've still got the quick first step, the quick second step, you know, because in the interior, you're trying to bollocks up their blocking scheme and be in the way. Now, if they're going to throw it and you have a chance to get pass pressure on the quarterback, hey, great. But a lot of times you'll see defensive linemen, defen- interior defensive linemen, they collapse the pocket. Yeah. And that lets the defensive ends, the edge rushers, eat. Watching the CFL, I see a bunch of that. The defensive tackles don't get to the quarterback. They let the defensive ends do that. But the defensive tackles take the guards in the center and shove them into the quarterback's lap. That is why, you know, this is a little bit off on a tangent, but that's why when you go back and you look at Ryan Carruthers' statistics from his senior year, yeah. they're just mind-boggling, the amount of tackles and sacks and tackles for loss that he had. Like, interior guys don't do what he did that Especially year. Especially when you're Ryan Carruthers and you're getting double teamed yeah. on every snap. Yeah. You know, the first thing that the opposing offensive coordinator would do would say, we double-teamed that guy. <laughs> didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> Did not matter. Uh, I tell you what, let's go ahead and hit pause here. We'll come back and uh, throw out a couple of quick notes on Ohio State as we continue to look at Arkansas State's non-conference opponents coming up in 2022. You guys all know they're good, so we're not going to do anything crazy <laughs> in depth here. But uh, we, will hit, but, <laughs> we will hit. Do they have a weak spot? No. But we will <laughs> come back and talk about it anyways. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Bengals made it all the way to the Super Bowl last year, and the team's offseason acquisitions have given many Cincinnati fans hope for another run. But even though the team has played just one preseason game, the Bengals' 2022 season hasn't gotten off to a hot start. Earlier, the offseason showed Joe Burrow had a surprise appendectomy, and last week it was reported his surgery may have been more serious than we were led to believe still early to start panicking burrow through last week and last year rams backup quarterback john wolford had a similar procedure and he was back at practice in less than two weeks but you got to keep in mind burrow missed most of his rookie season due to an acl so if you're a Bengals fan i wouldn't be too worried about his progress because although it's never ideal to have your franchise quarterback go under the knife it may be smart for Bengals fans to take time and serve the young star for the regular season i'm dan patrick and this is above the noise we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards like how they require minimums and worse how the rewards flat out expire or we could talk about how with discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time that's amazing and now that we've talked about that let's get back to you know the stuff we talk about here on the show learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards that's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Summer is here. It's a-
only June and we have record high temperatures. Ever wish your shorts or pants had air conditioning? You could cut or poke holes in your clothes, but that would take days. Lucky for you, Link Sole has you covered. Link Sole has taken its most technical fabric designed to be moisture wicking and quick drying and added precision holes cut from lasers to maximize airflow for added comfort. Get Link Soul's Boardwalker AC collection keeping you cool wherever you go at LINKS. Hey, St. Louis Cardinal fans, we want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Cardinals fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Cardinals, now that's a winning combination play it against sports wants to pay you money now that I have your attention. Played Against Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Played Against Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Played Against Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Played Against Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Anywhere, anytime, any season, Poinsett Turf Grass Company grows the very best natural grass you can find anywhere. And they do it right here in Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's to home 31 Bermuda, Palisades, Zoysia, Northbridge Bermuda, or Tiffway 419 Bermuda. Poinsett Turfgrass can provide sod for your home, corporate office, sports field, or an entire golf course. And they harvest all year long. Poinsett Turfgrass, a family-owned company for over 20 years. Call 578-2391 for pickup and delivery. Visit their Facebook page and at poinsettturfgrass.com. Call Central Chevrolet today and schedule your service appointment. Don't keep putting it off. Central Chevrolet's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Chevrolet. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Chevrolet. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service today on Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralchevrolet.com. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. We welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone, 9303-776. What will A-State's non-conference record be uh, coming up this season? 6% of you have all the optimism in the world. You're going 4-0. And I like it. Uh, a significantly higher amount of you are going with 2-2, two and two, and that's the leader in the clubhouse. In fact, <laughs> two, two-thirds of you right now voting uh, on, on Twitter. Two-thirds are going with 2 and two and even those of you who are optimism going to three and one route um i think uh if you're if you're circling a if there's one that the majority of the a-state faithful have penciled in as a loss i think it is pretty easy to say that it is the ohio state game uh pretty 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 good i don't think that's going to be the big noon kickoff game that week (laughs) no uh of course, A-State uh, has a, a money game on its 
on its uh, schedule pretty much every year. And that's what these games exist for. Arkansas State is going to go to Ohio State. And while the final score is TBD, uh, we can look here in a second and find out what that check is going to be. And I think it's $1.85 million, But I'll double check on the, uh, the pay for Ohio State. Of course, uh, Ohio State is perennially one of the better teams in, in all of college football. This is not a surprise to anybody who watches. But just throwing out some basics at you. Uh, you know, last year, uh, this Ohio State team went 11-2 and and 8-1 and in the Big Ten. Uh, they finished their season with a, a thriller of a bowl win over Utah. But the big story for the Buckeyes faithful was, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it was the fact that they lost to Michigan for the first time in, in a decade. And so that kind of derailed some, obviously it, it derailed any Big Ten championship plans. It derailed any playoff, uh, playoff plans. And so that is what uh, they're trying to bounce back from. Uh, those two losses, they did lose early in the season to, at the time, number 12, Oregon. And then when they were ranked second in the country, they lost at number five, Michigan. Uh, both of those games, by the way, a big noon kickoff. So I wonder if Ohio State is going to be like, hey, can you not put us in that game this year? Probably not going to work. But I think Ohio State and Michigan is going to be the big noon kickoff. <laughs> yeah, for for a long time. I think you are, are I think there's a good chance you're right about <laughs> that one. Uh, looking at uh, this season and what's different for, for Ohio State, you know, they did have uh, some really good players that they lost to the NFL, including a couple of first-round picks at wide receiver. All in all, six players were drafted from Ohio State. They lost uh, a boatload of players to the portal, but that is happening for everybody, so it's not, uh, I highly doubt it was very many impact players. Uh, that they lost, and uh, they also had a, a couple of transfers come into the program as well. They had a coordinator change. Uh, defensive coordinator is who departed there, and uh, Kerry Coombs. And he was actually, I say uh, departed, but yeah, he went to Cincinnati. Sorry, I was trying to, to read and scroll at the same time. Sometimes I struggle with that. They also had a couple of position coaches depart, including one that A-State will see later, in Matt Barnes, who became uh, went from the secondary coach at Ohio State to defensive coordinator at Memphis, but just one uh, change there as they continue rolling on along with with Ryan Day. I guess the interesting thing, if you're if you're trying to talk yourself into an A State win here, you know, I sometimes you know you look in when you're playing a Power Five opponent. Obviously, they're going to have such significant advantages in the trenches. They but should. They if should. they if yeah. they don't, they're going to have a tough year. But I was kind of looking and hoping. All right, maybe maybe A State could have you know some kind of uh, an opportunity on on special teams. You know, Champ Fleming's is is fast. Jaquez Cross is uh, can make things happen. A State will have some great special teams games coming up this year. But I don't. Um, yeah, they're good at that too. They they were ranked very well at that as well. So basically, uh, I'm just going to go with the theory that it's a trap game. It's coming after Notre Dame. So that's. That's if you want to talk yourself into it. That's how. Let's check in with Bootsy, who's with us on the phone. How are you? I'm well, and you? Doing well. Well, I was looking at the schedule, and uh, first off, I told myself I wasn't going to make any predictions at all after the debacle of last season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still hum- I'm still humbled by last season. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when I look at the schedule. I'm I'm looking at. Two and two, uh, 
I think we can go three and one, but I'm going to say two and two. The one thing about the Ohio State game, I wish we played all of our money games the first game of the season and got it out of the way. Uh, because we start with Grambling this year, and, and let's say we win and everybody's happy, we win in impressive, uh, impressive enough fashion. Then we got to go up there and probably not going to be pretty. You know, it's just. I just assume that get that game out of the way, then we can start the real season. Yeah. Be, be, go that route. But uh, in fact, I wish we didn't have to play those kind of games at all. If we had about, I don't know, twenty thousand season ticket holders, maybe we didn't wouldn't have to play those kind of games. But anyway, uh, and as a fan, I can say you know there's no chance. I mean, it's not going to be a good game. You hope that your coaches and players don't feel that way. But as a fan, I have that luxury. And that's where I am. It's just not going to be pretty. And I just wish we got it over with first game. I'm not, not going to argue. Just uh, You know, the thing that's, that's tough about this year's schedule is going into that week three game at, at Memphis, we're not going to have any idea how good Arkansas State is, is going to be because they're going to be expected to win easily. In week one, they're going to be expected to lose handily in week two. And then you get to Memphis, and then how in the world are you going to figure out if you're going to, if you're going to beat Memphis or not based on what you've seen the first two weeks on the field? There's going, to be real, there's going to be very little data that helps you make an educated guess as to how that one's going to go. I agree totally. We won't know. That'll really be our first, I won't say our first test, but it'll be the first opportunity for us to kind of know what we may have after the Memphis game because uh, – you just go from one extreme to the other the first two games. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I am excited about the start of the season. Um, I like the culture that appears to be taking shape mm-hmm. uh, in the program. And I've always said that I think, I think that Coach Jones is the perfect coach uh, to, to come behind Coach Anderson. So I, I think that we have a lot going for us. Uh, I hope that we... You know, typically you would think your breakout year might be year three. I just hope that guys maybe are a little bit ahead of schedule and that we can have uh, something really to feel good, feel good about this season. Agreed. Agreed. This fan base needs a little bit of a, a spark. Yeah, we need we need something. <laughs> we need something. <laughs> Anything, just something. <laughs> Wins. But you know what? We, I don't think it's possible – not to be better. Now, how that translates to wins and losses is a different story. Yeah. But in terms of just performance, particularly defense, defensively, I don't think we can be anything but improve. After that, what we <laughs> saw last year, that, I mean, that was awful. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not. They're going to be better. They're, They're going to be, be better. better. They're going to be in a few better in a few different aspects. Bootsy, we appreciate the phone call today. All right. Thanks. So now you want my answer. I mean, I would not mind. I'm going to go three and one because I am sanguine on going down to Tiger Town and beating Memphis. Okay. I do not think the Red Bulls will beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State has a chance to go through the regular season and beat them. But I've been wrong before. Three and one would be fun, though. A two and one start to the season would, I'd probably start looking at some bold predictions a little bit more seriously in week three 
if if that were to be the case. But Keith will follow up more on this conversation tomorrow. We'll talk more. About All right. Hey, uh, the rest of you will follow up on this conversation right after a break. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. EACC's fall registration is underway now, so register today. You'll find the fall semester schedule of classes online at eacc.edu under the course schedule link. Students have the options of on-campus, online, and blended classes for the fall semester. Advising and testing for new students are available on campus and virtually. EACC campuses in Forest City and Wynn are open for registration Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Call 870-633-4480 or email at at eacc.edu to schedule an appointment for testing or to meet with an advisor. Choose EACC, where you'll find more support, a better experience, and lower tuition. Register soon. Fall classes begin Monday, August 22nd. Are you ready for some football? Central Ford and Truman is ready and ready to celebrate the season with you and with a very special offer. Right now until August 31st, get a brand new 65-inch flat screen TV with every new or pre-owned vehicle purchase at Central Ford. Central Ford has new inventory arriving every day and a great selection of quality pre-owned vehicles too. Get your next vehicle and your brand new 65-inch TV now at Central Ford. Just off I-555 at exit 29 in Truman and online at CentralFordTruman.com. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group Jonesboro has a state-of-the-art facility and is looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Colson Group has openings for a qualified production engineer, quality engineer, press operator, cost accountant, and accounts receivable specialist. Visit our website at ColsonGroupUSA.com and click Careers tab. Apply today. That's ColsonGroupUSA.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank announces the lobby of our new branch in Jonesboro is now open. The drive-thru is an MVP center with live video tellers 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. So in addition to our beautiful bank on Highland, you can also visit our new branch at the corner of Southwest Drive and Parker. More MVPs, more ATMs, more me banking at Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC. Hello? Hey, Kim, it's Mike. Have you heard the latest cybersecurity advisory the White House posted? Yes, I've had several calls about it. I think now more than ever, businesses should be taking a A successful malicious attack can cost businesses a lot of money, plus their reputation, which can't be bought back. Ensure your network is protected with a risk-based, proactive cybersecurity and data management strategy. For a consultation, call Calmer Solutions today at 870-454-HELP or visit calmersolutions.com. Your Ticket Sports Update brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. The first place Cardinals walked it off against the Colorado Rockies Tuesday night, winning 5-4 at Bush Stadium. Tyler O'Neill was hit by a pitch with the bases loaded in the ninth inning to plate the winning run. The teams continue their series tonight at 645 on 95-9 The Wolf. 
Also in baseball news, former Riverside and UCA standout Gavin Stone is one step away from the major leagues. Pitching in the Dodgers organization, Stone was called up from double-A AA to triple-A earlier in the week. He's now considered a top 100 prospect in all of Major League Baseball. And A-State football was back on the practice field this morning for their 11th practice of preseason camp. The team is set to have its second scrimmage on Saturday night. That's your Ticket Sports Update, sponsored by Platinum. As a tire service, bringing you the best deal on tires. Keep it tuned right here to the Ticket Radio Network. Think your child might have swallowed the wrong medication? Gotten into your household products? Had a reaction to a bite or a sting? Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. Save the number. Save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you for another hour today. 930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. Brought to you by Ritter Communications. They bring you the right speed at the right price right now. You can check and see if it is available in your neighborhood at rightfiber.com. The question of the day, what will A-State's record be in non-conference play in 2022? Again, uh, to refresh uh, or rehash the slate. It is uh, a season opener against Grambling State in Jonesboro on September the 3rd. Then the first road trip of the season to Ohio State at September the 10th. By the way, lit, lied it to you earlier. I said that check would be for $1.85 million. It's actually $1.8. I was close, but not quite there. Uh, week three. It is another road trip, but a significantly shorter one as A-State heads to Memphis September the 17th. And then again, this is that year where you've got that wonky non-conference game way later in the season and uh, that will be UMass in Jonesboro on November the 12th. We've looked at some quick notes about Grambling State, some quick notes on Ohio State, but uh, to me the season kind of starts on September the 17th and what I mean by that is is kind of what we mentioned prior to the break at a phone call with Bootsy. Arkansas State is going to be heavily favored and I think will win by a good margin in week one against Grambling State. In week two, you got to flip that. They're going to be a significant underdog against Ohio State. And the depth in the trenches is going to win out there. But A-State's not going to play another team like either one of those on its schedule for the rest of the season. Everybody else is going to fall somewhere in between. So I don't think we start really finding out about what this A-State team can accomplish until it's week three, until A-State goes to Memphis on September the 17th. You go back to last season, of course, and and this A-State team lost so many games by such a slim margin. And, of course, one of those was the game in week two in Jonesboro against Memphis where A-State lost 55-50 to with a Hail Mary attempt right at the end, uh, not uh, unable to haul it in. And it was the first loss of the year for the Red Wolves. Of course, it was also 
a heads up on what was to come defensively as uh, the team gave up 50 points or more in three out of the next four games. That was not good. And also, unfortunately, it marked the high water mark of the season for the offense. Now, A-State certainly did not crack 50 again for the rest of the season, and more often than not, did not even remotely come close. Didn't get halfway there in several games later on in the year. But I just get... I'm not super in tune to what, what the Tigers do. You know, it's not my team. I, it, I just don't really follow... I, I don't really follow the AAC. I get so aggravated with that Power 6 crap. I yeah. just kind of tune it out. Tune it out. But, you know, I follow numerous media members from around the area. And that, of course, includes people who cover the Memphis Tigers. And I just... I feel like already, with it only being October the 17th, I see more... Tiger basketball and more Grizzlies content in my feed and retweeted by Tigers fans than I do anything about the upcoming football season. And again, you know, maybe maybe I'm just not following the right people. But it, it does not seem like there is much of a buzz there about what is going on this season in Memphis. To refresh uh, last year, again, uh, and this one in Jonesboro, you know, it was a game where it looked like Memphis was going to run away with it. And then we saw James Blackman come in about midway through the third quarter, rallied the team, uh, thought we were going to have the Jonesboro version of the Bluff City Miracle, and, and we did not. 55-50 to 50 was the final here. But all in all, uh, for the season, for the Tigers in 2021, they went 6-6. Six and six. They were 3-5 and five in the American in what was Ryan Silverfield's second season. Uh, they had a, a decent start to their year. You know, after they beat A-State, they went to Mississippi State and got a win there. Or not went to Mississippi State, excuse me, hosted Mississippi State and got a win there. But then it was three straight losses. UTSA, Temple, Tulsa. Lost later on in the season to UCF, East Carolina, and at uh, number 24, Houston. They did rally to win their final game of the regular season against Tulane to be able to punch their ticket to a bowl game. However... Didn't play in that bowl game. They were slated to go to the Hawaii Bowl, but Hawaii had, I think, COVID issues. So they did not get to play that one. You look ahead to this year, and I think they were picked... I've got the AAC poll. I thought I did somewhere. But just kind of middle of the pack, at least in the preseason, not necessarily expected to contend with teams like East Carolina, or excuse me, with teams like Cincinnati and Houston. They do play East Carolina, but I'm just scrolling here. But uh, but again, I just I don't think there's a lot of people really hyped up for what that Tiger team can accomplish. Yeah, I've seen a lot of grizzly stuff. <laughs> a lot of grizzly stuff. Uh, you go back and look at their scores from from last year. You know, their offense was was mostly okay. Uh, where they had some issues was more on, on the defensive side of the ball. And it's not like they, they weren't, like, bad, bad defensively. They were not statistically as bad as A-State was. Uh, but uh, they were just a very mediocre middle-of-the-pack team defensively last year. But week three. Week three is, is a big one already. Not just because of Memphis, although... Uh, you know, this continues to be the most played 
series in A-State football history, but because of what, of a, what kind of an indicator it could be for the nine games that will follow. Let's check in with Wade on the Right Fiber Hotline. How are you? I'm doing good. So uh, 1.8 is, is not a bad payday. No, it's not. At all. It's not. I, I would take it. Um, Grambling, run for us, run. I think we get to, you know, we'll hopefully get to play some people. Uh, and then, like you said, week, uh, the first half, maybe, we can uh, maybe punch them a time or two, but, you know, that one that will end up pretty ugly, I think. Um, I'm like you. I think when we um, when we play Memphis, um, and, and I, I'm not as too afraid of Memphis, I think we can compete. The, the thing I'm looking for in that, of course, is to compete, but I'm, I'm looking at it to see how many points we can uh, keep off the point, off the board for Memphis. If it's another 50 points, uh, 55-50, then I'm a little worried already. And if it's, uh, you know, if we can keep them to 25-30 points, uh, and of course score one more, then I'd be a happy guy. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. So you know, and then the the UMass game. Um, if we're not too badly beat up, I would think that you know we'll definitely be favored in that. That's at home. Um, they're not usually much of a challenge. So uh, you know we got to pick off. If, so if we can uh, beat Memphis, we beat Grambling, we beat UMass. We're halfway to a bowl. Uh, we've got what eight more games. Yeah. Got a. You know we got eight more games that we need to win. Four. You know I'd like to win four more, at least. Um, is the Memphis game a paid game or is it a swap? It's part of a home and home. So A State has two different four game home and homes with Memphis in the 2020. So uh, it started in 2020. You had 20 and 22 at Memphis, 21, 23 in Jonesboro. And then this series restarts for a four game home and home. And I think 26. Um, so you, the um, teams will play again in 26, 27, 28, 29. I can't remember where that one starts, though. I'm, I'm so glad to see that we're going to be continuing to play them. That's not, you know, I mean, I, I get why they don't want to play because they're a bigger prince and they're a bigger school. And I mean, I get it, but it sure is an easy game. It's a fun game. Uh, it's typically a pretty competitive game. So I'm glad I'm glad we're going to be continuing that one. Um, flip over to basketball. Um, I guess the guys got home. We won two out of the three, right? Yes. No injuries. Everybody had a good time, I guess. Got some cool pictures, and uh, we're home healthy. I believe that's. Uh, I believe that's uh, the brief recap. Yes. Okay. Well, then that. I guess that was probably a success. So uh, hopefully that teamwork. I don't know that the competition helped a lot, but maybe just the bonding time will will pay some dividends when we get into uh, travel and conference, and hopefully we can. Uh, gosh, hopefully we can at least be competitive. Get a. I'd like to see an NIT at, at the very least. And with women, I think we're going to be NIT, if not NCAA. I think I think Coach Desi's going to do it. Those would be uh, yeah. Those would those would be some uh, some pretty cool cool things to happen if uh, if it were All to right. happen. These are these are some teams which the, the women have been there recently to the NIT. But you know, and other than that, uh, postseason play for basketball has been been it's a it's a short list. I'm I'm okay with NIT for this year uh, and maybe next year, but um, you know, within a couple of years, if we're not at NCAA, we need. I mean, we need to break that bubble. We we need to walk into the into the big dance soon. Yeah. 
Is there any football, any college football, uh, any division this week? No. The, August the 27th will be uh, week zero. There are several games on the slate that day, but we are still 10 days out. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the Razorbacks, I don't think this year are going to need much adult beverages. Um, I think this is going to be a special year. I think Alabama is proud. I think uh, Saban will uh, be up late and early preparing, and I think Arkansas has a good shot to, to, to beat Alabama and to be very, very, very special year for the Razorbacks this year. I, I like Coach Pittman a lot. So, okay. Go Red Wolves. Hope everybody has a great day. Thanks, Wade. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. So I tell you what, we'll hit pause. When we come back, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Throw just a couple minutes of, of baseball talk at you, if that's all right. Recapping what the Cardinals did last night, uh, but uh, of course we will continue to take your phone calls on this question as well. But let's hit a break. We'll be back in a moment here on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for my insurance agent, Rob Taylor, and his team at Rob Taylor State Farm. You'll get the best rates and coverage for you and your family with Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance. I mean, let's be real. You want the best coverage for the least amount of money, and there's no need to overpay. So whether you're looking for vehicle insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, business insurance, or life insurance, make it Rob Taylor State Farm. Reach out to Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance and get a free quote today. Tell them, Carla. Eso es correcto, Brandon. Puedes agarrar los mejores precios y coberturas para ti y tu familia con Rob Taylor State Farm. Puedes ser aseguranza para tu auto, casa, negocio y vida, incluyendo aseguranza para inquilinos. Hazlo con Rob Taylor State Farm y pregunten por Carla. It's Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance in Jonesboro at 2203 East Nettleton and on Highway 67 in Pocahontas. Call 870-520-6161 or search Rob Taylor State Farm on Google or on Facebook. Facebook. Rob Taylor State Farm in Jonesboro y Pocahontas. El número para marcar es 870-520-6161. You love your truck. Implaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better with custom wheels, leveling kits, and the area's best selection of light truck tires, ATs, mud tires, and RTs up to 35s and bigger. Plaza Tire Service has the tires you want in stock today and will help you select a great combination that gets your truck exactly the way you want it. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and now at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue. The biggest selection, the best service, and the lowest prices on light truck tires are at Plaza Tire Service. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza. On Ray Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragould. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. Hey, this is Jordan Kohler, owner here at Roof Raiders, and I want to thank you for voting us best roofing company in the best of NEA contest and Premier Magazine's contest. Northeast Arkansas has seen its fair share of bad storms, and with that comes storm chasing companies that don't have your best interests at heart. Roof Raiders is locally owned with fast, reliable service. When the sky is clear, Roof Raiders will still be here, ready to serve your family best. This is our hometown, too. Visit RoofRaiders.com. Roof Raiders, always on top. Roof Raiders works hard to keep a roof over our heads. And when it needs to be repaired, go with the locally owned, five-star rated, and award-winning professionals that cover Northeast Arkansas. I'm talking Roof Raiders. 
Roof Raiders works fast, and they take extra care to make sure every shingle and nail and detail is done right. And Roof Raiders takes the extra step of working with your insurance adjusters on the phone or face-to-face to negotiate on your behalf. Call now for a free inspection. 870-919-6085. That's 870-919-6085. Or online at roofraiders.com. Call Central Chevrolet today and schedule your service appointment. Don't keep putting it off. Central Chevrolet's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Chevrolet. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Chevrolet. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service today on Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralchevrolet.com. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen, KB to 9303776. Still the number to call on the right Fiber Hotline. Question of the day, still asking you for your bold prediction on what Arkansas State football's non-conference record will be in 2022. Holding pretty steady with about two-thirds of you still voting uh, two and two on this one. But uh, KavanaughCars.com, the place to head. Of course, they sponsor that daily question and a great resource for those of you I'll try to pick up a car right now. I mean, certainly today would not be the day to do it, right? Um, I mean, it's nice and cool, but pretty sure some of y'all would melt if you went outside in this rain. So why not go ahead and get a sneak peek at the inventory online at KavanaughCars.com. It's not just, you know, Kavanaugh Kia or Kavanaugh Hyundai or Kavanaugh Ford. It's every single vehicle, new or uh, new to you, that is under the Kavanaugh umbrella. So you can look through all of the inventory right there. Uh, switching gears for just a moment. Let's get into some baseball talk here and catch up on the Cardinals. Ultimately, a successful night for the Birds as it ended with a win. And, of course, that is uh, by far the most important thing you've got going on uh, at Bush Stadium last night. But, you know, there are some good parts and some not-as-good parts uh, from this game. Pitching-wise, we did see Jose Quintana falter a little bit for the first time. And not that it, and it wasn't certainly, it was not a bad game for Quintana. It was just the first time so far in a Cardinal uniform that he did not turn in a quality start. Um, he was really zipping on along until he wasn't. Uh, he went through five innings and he was just so solid in those first five innings. And I don't really know what happened in, in the six. Kind of lost, it's like he didn't know where the baseball was going. Um, all of a sudden, they're in the sixth inning, and it uh, it did not start well. He allowed an infield single, then another single, then another single, 
and then another single and they're like all right pitching change so again it's in it again nobody was like tattooing the ball it's not like these were just lasers that the Rockies were hitting but he just faltered there a little bit uh in the sixth inning Hicks was brought in the Rockies did score another run but ultimately Cardinals were still able to hold on to a still had a 3-2 lead at that point in time. Now, the reason they had a 3-2 lead is is we have we have seen this team since the All-Star break just murder baseballs. I'd be interested in looking to see, since the All-Star break, where the Cardinals rank in terms of, of most home runs as a team. Because they got to be close to the top. Uh, but Edmund hit a solo shot. Goldie homered. Drove in O'Neal. So, again, 3-2 to two after 6. And then Rockies tied it up and actually took the lead against Packy Naughton and Jordan Hicks in the seventh. Cardinals did come back on, uh, wouldn't you know it, a, another RBI from Paul Goldschmidt. And then ultimately uh, able to get a walk-off victory in the ninth. Lamette just, when I said Quintana didn't really know where it was going, I, it's really not fair criticism. Because Lamette really did not know <laughs> where the baseball was going when he was pitching last night. Uh, when you when you walk, when he start out with two straight walks to the bottom of the order, he walked Andrew Kisner. And then walked Lars Newbar. And I don't know why I'm saying this so loudly, because, I mean, this is good for my team. Dylan Carlson had a great bunt. I normally hate bunts. I like bunts for singles. I hate sacrifice bunts. I'm not sure which one of those Carlton or Carlson was trying to do, but it worked and he got on base and the bases were loaded. And then, uh, you know, shockingly enough, bases loaded, nobody out. Wild when a team is able to score after that, but they certainly did so. Uh, Tyler O'Neill was hit by a pitch and, and that was it. So again, uh, mostly, mostly good last night, although, uh, you know, would have liked to see Jose Quintana keep that uh, quality start streak going with the Cardinals. Came just an inning shy. Uh, kept it under three runs, but only was able to pitch five. And the bullpen was more or less <laughs> adequate uh, later on in that game. Uh, tonight, it'll be Jordan Montgomery on the mound as these two teams continue their series at 645. So he, of course, has been awfully salty so far in a Cardinal uniform. We'll see if he can continue to keep that streak uh, going as well as they face Herman Marquez. Uh, coming up uh, this evening. I am kind of curious. You know, if, if you haven't checked it, the, the MLB stats lately, Goldie is leading the league or close to the top of the league rankings in in all different manner of categories. Both uh, basic statistics, and then you look at some of the advanced analytical numbers as well. And, you know, he leads... The National League in batting average, he's third in home runs. He's second in RBI. He's tops in on-base plus, plus slugging. It's tied for tops and wins above replacement. I just, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around whether or not he's a clear front runner right now for the NL MVP or what kind of different twists and turns this race, this MVP race could take over the final six weeks of the season. He is the odds-on favorite right now in the National League. Which whatever... Whatever you play, whatever place you like to look to get your odds, you're going to see Goldschmidt favored to win the NL MVP. But again, there's still 
there's still six weeks to go. And I do, I always kind of wonder when a team has two really good players, if they will take votes away from each other. So basically what I'm saying is Nolan Arenado don't get any better. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, Austin Riley's going to be yeah. tough. He is. And Austin Riley is up there in terms of, uh, in terms of one of the top um, home run guys in baseball. But, you know, you've also got Pete Alonso in the mix in terms of, I think he's got the most RBIs in the National League. Uh, there, there are, of course, some players nipping at Goldie Seals in terms of, of batting average. But again, I do think if, I don't necessarily think it's going to be another guy in the league that cost him votes. I think if, if Arenado surges, I think those guys will unfortunately take votes from each other. Because people are going to look and be like, oh, well, Goldie's not doing as much heavy lifting on his team as some of these other guys are. We'll see. He would be the 18th MVP in franchise history, just FYI. Let's go to the phones and check in with Chuck. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How are you? Hey, doing good. Hey, uh, wouldn't UMass be like playing Gramlich State? Uh, yeah. Uh, they'll be I mean, think, they'll be a little better, but not much. I don't see how. I don't think they won a game in the last five years, have they? Yeah, they won like a game last year. Okay, a game. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat UConn. Come on. Okay, I forgot about them playing UConn. They won. They won one whole game in twenty twenty one. They won. Well, they only played four games in twenty twenty in twenty twenty. So we'll just skip that. We'll skip that. Uh, twenty nineteen. Oh. They they won one game in twenty nineteen. They beat Akron in twenty nineteen. Give them some credit. Okay. Ah, right, but well, anyway, it'll still be like playing <laughs> Grambling State. I mean, you said you they wouldn't face anybody like that the rest of the season. So I just had to call you out on that. Well. Honestly, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm fine with being called out on that. UMass is not good. They are just flat out not good. Right. Man, I, I can see them going three and one. Okay. Man. I really can. Uh, and I think the game between them and Ohio State will be better than everybody thinks they will. Okay. What gives you, I mean, what gives you that faith? I just pray that they go up there and have a nice showing, man. And Brian Day, I'm hoping he puts in the third string instead of the first or second. Let our good, you know, let our first string have the uh, weekend off. You know, let's don't pad no stats. Now, if it was anybody other than ASU, I'd be like, let's pad the stats. So, <laughs> but, you know. <clears throat> But I think it'll be first quarter. I think it'll be a, first, a very good game between them. But after that, I think, man, I know it's 1.8 million, but I'm like Bootsy, dude. I don't understand why they want to play teams like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you still, honestly, you still need to. You still need to right now. Right, right, you do. But I mean,. Surely Vandy would give them 1.8, you know? No, no, nobody's paying 1.8 right now. You're not getting more than 1.5 from anybody, and the only teams that are going to pay that are going to be your Alabamas, your Auburns, your Ohio States. Really? Yeah. What'd they get for playing Kansas State when they beat them? 
I would have to go back and look because that was a game that was agreed to on on short notice. You know, it was a completely different situation. So I would say that was in the six hundred k range. Okay. And that's that what they got. That's a guesstimate, by the way. <laughs> I mean, what they get paid when they, which I know this is going back a long way, and it's still my favorite law, besides the Appalachian and the crying Harbaugh. It's when they beat Texas A&M. You know, I know they they had to get paid on that game. Yeah, I, I'm sure they did. But, you know, buy, buy games in 2008 weren't at the level that, that they were at now. So I don't know if I have that data or that or the amount of that check. or I, I don't know if I have that answer for you. Or where's, where did that super weirdly, but I, I just, I genuinely don't know if I, if I know that. And I also tell you, you know, it's probably going to come out where Ohio State's probably going to be a 35 to 42 point favorite. Mm-hmm. And they don't ever cover. I mean, you know, they don't. And if ASU could keep it to a, a three point or three touchdowns lost, it, I think they'll come out of there achieving something. What do you think? I I want to see signs of life. I, I I went back and looked, and you know, take out the K State game because again, twenty twenty was weird and it was code year and whatever. The other three opponents that A State faced, Power Five opponents in in the last four seasons, again, not counting K State, A State scored a combined ten points in those three games. I I just want to I want. <laughs> I want like 15 minutes of, of mildly competitive football. I would like to see A State score more than seven points. I just I just need some kind of sign of life. Yeah, I, 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 me too. I'm all for that, man. I'm hoping it's a competitive game. You know, I really do. And I've said, you know, if we do lose to A State, I'm not going to cry. I mean, it's A State. You know, is it going to hurt us? Yes. And I cannot believe that I heard, uh, oh, what's his name correctly earlier? Oh, the guy that's on there with you was on there in the noon hour. Keith. Keith, yes. I knew I, yes. I always thought he hated the Buckeyes, but when he said that they would probably go undefeated in the regular season, I thought I'd never hear that from him. Keith has a real short list of teams that he actually genuinely hates. Well, I know my Buckeyes are on there. Trust me, I've heard him say it more than once, you know. But, you know. But that's just my opinion on everything. I appreciate y'all taking my call. Y'all have a great day. And go Red Wolves and go Buckeyes. Thanks, Chuck. We'll see you. By the way, I'm trying to dig through some old numbers and see if I can find what Kansas State paid Arkansas State for that game in in 2020. Again, it was it was a significantly lower amount than Arkansas yeah. State normally gets in a buy game because it was agreed to with short notice and um, you know, typically so this Ohio State game that you know, A-State is, is going to play this season, that was probably agreed to in 2017. So you've got at least five years. It was like five weeks that that K-State game <laughs> and the A-State game got agreed to. So I'm going to continue to see if I can go back and, 
and find that number. And, and you know, when it gets closer to week two, undoubtedly we will throw out the question of, of you know, what does success look like for Arkansas State against Ohio State? Because, again, the, the last three Power 5 opponents, and I'm not counting Kansas State, but the last, the last three powerhouse Power 5 opponents, which Ohio State is a powerhouse of a Power 5 program, those games have been unpleasant. And actually, Washington, not not really a powerhouse. They were expected to be a powerhouse yeah. at the beginning of last season. They were not. And that was still a butt-kicking. That was an awful game. The Washington game was an awful game. The Georgia game was an awful game. The Alabama game was an awful game. I don't want to watch four hours of an awful game. Bad? Okay, fine. <laughs> but just not awful. Uh, the bar is pretty low. For that one, I think it's uh, it's fair to say. But, uh, of course, the reason we're talking about that today, uh, we're asking you for your predictions uh, on Arkansas State's non-conference schedule. We've looked at Grambling State, Ohio State, Memphis. We'll look a little bit more at UMass when we come back. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. EACC's fall registration is underway now, so register today. You'll find the fall semester schedule of classes online at eacc.edu under the course schedule link. Students have the options of on-campus, online, and blended classes for the fall semester. Advising and testing for new students are available on campus and virtual. EACC campuses in Forest City and Wynn are open for registration Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Call 870-633-4480 or email advising at eacc.edu to schedule an appointment for testing or to meet with an advisor. Choose EACC where you'll find more support, a better experience, and lower tuition. Register soon. Fall classes begin Monday, August 22nd. I received this letter a couple of days ago and I thought I would share it with you. Dear Mr. Ford, my name is Doris and I'm 82 years old. I enjoy your stories. I have one for you. My husband and I were hosting a young lady who was an exchange student. We took her to get her driver's license. Her English name is Jane. She calls me mom. She passed the written test, failed the driving test. The state trooper said she ran every stop sign. Jane looked at the state trooper and said, I was just driving like mom does. Good story. Glenn Sane, God bless our troops. Shop local for your home and do your part to help as Gamble gives back. Now at Gamble Home. Gamble Home is currently helping kids in our area by collecting new backpacks, school supplies, and shoes. And your gift can turn into savings when you shop at Gamble Home. You can also earn a $200 gas card on qualifying mattress purchases. And Gamble is also letting you trade in your old recliner for a new one and save up to $100. Help Gamble give back and save right now at any Gamble Home location. Shop at the Farville Curve or take it home today from GH Express Uptown on High You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. 
At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragould and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49. North in Brooklyn. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford in Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, 523-5559. When you're unemployed, it can seem like there's no way out. But with the right tools, suddenly it all just clicks. Develop new skills and find your path to a new career at findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the ticket. 9303776. What will Arkansas State football's record be? Non conference record, excuse me. We're not quite, not quite ready to throw out the full season record. Just non conference is what we're looking at today. So uh, your answer should range somewhere from 0 and 4 to 4 and 0. And we'll look at uh, the last non conference opponent on the slate, which is UMass, November the 12th, coming up here in just a moment. But I want to uh, flash back to a conversation with, that we were having with Chuck a second ago. Uh, where we were talking about buy games and, and the money usually involved with those. In 2020, Kansas State paid Arkansas State $550,000 uh, to show up and, well, get beat. Or at least uh, K-State got beat. A-State, of course, came out on top in that game. But uh, again, that was a significantly lower paycheck than normal because of the fact that it was scheduled kind of late in the game. Arkansas State was originally scheduled to play at Michigan. And then, of course, COVID did a number on everything scheduling-wise. So, it was K-State instead, Michigan, a 2024 opponent. And, uh, yes, they're going to pay the Red Wolves a decent amount still. Is uh, That will be a $1.8 million check. But just just a heads up, we, we haven't talked about buy game money in a little bit because there has not been any scheduling news for Arkansas State football in the past year year and a half so we haven't got into these conversations but when there is another game announced which there will have to be sometime soon because A-State has a vacancy on its schedule I think in 2026 don't get all up in your feelings if it's not or if it is you know lower than 1.5 these numbers have started to go down which is so incredibly frustrating because it's not like these power programs don't have it to pay. Yeah. 
again, I know this will never happen because group of five teams will not do anything to make other group of five teams better. <laughs> it is every person for themselves. But if the group of five would get together and like collude and just be like, hey, we're not going to show up for a body bag game unless you give us $2 million. If every team in the country did that, well, guess what? You get $2 million. But these schools will never do that. So, anyway, so look for uh, a scheduling announcement, you know, coming to a program, a group of five program near you where they only get paid 1.25. The heads up on that. Uh, back to the topic of the day is we're asking you about your non-conference prediction for A-State football. We've looked at the first three non-conference games on the schedule, Grambling State, Ohio State, Memphis. And then, uh, again, the final non-con game is not until November when Arkansas State plays at UMass. If this would have been, you know, last year, there would have been a lot of really interesting storylines with this game. Because last year, at uh, the beginning of the season at least, this program was coached by Walt Bell, former Arkansas State offensive coordinator. Bell did not have a good time at UMass, which, to be fair, I don't know how many people have. But the the record there was 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 rough. Uh two and twenty three was his head coaching record at UMass. They had a one win season his first year there in two thousand nineteen. They had a zero win season there in twenty twenty, which they only played a four game schedule. But still, did not win any of those games. And then they had a win-win season again in 2021. 1-11 and, uh, and was their overall record. Bell was 1-8 and eight before they said, you know what, we've seen enough and, and we're going to move on. Um, in addition to, to uh, Bell, though, you know, there was a lot of other Arkansas State flavor on, on that roster. He had a lot of different um, coaches that had played or excuse me, had also been assistants at Arkansas State. So there were a lot of familiar names on that coaching staff. But uh, to the best of my knowledge, not a single one of those were retained. And now uh, UMass has moved on to a new era. And they are coached by Don Brown, who has been there before. Uh, <laughs> he actually coached the program back in the 2000s. So... I, I guess he is aware of some of the challenges of coaching at UMass. However, I feel like those challenges would have gotten significantly harder since the last time that Brown was there at the helm yeah. of the program. I mean, one, UMass is an independent now, and they were not there then. And then two, the, I think there there's obviously a, a disparity in terms of you know finances that is even more significant than it was back in the 2000s. And there is a talent gap that is probably a lot more significant now than it was in the 2000s UMass is just UMass is in a weird situation if if we were looking right now across the 131 teams in college football and you had to single out one team that you were like oh this is going to be the next team that that drops down to the FCS then I would <laughs> this is this would be my pick because they are just in a tough 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 situation um, so when, when Walt Bell was there, I followed, of course, I, I still followed a lot of the, the coaches on that staff that had been to A-State. And of course, what do coaches do? They retweet players who commit to the program. So I would see, oh, you know, so-and-so is, uh, now a, a UMass commitment. And I would go and check that 
player's profile just out of curiosity because I wasted an order minute amount of time on online and on Twitter and you would see I, I would look at their offers and it would be like Fordham Colgate some other northeastern school that I can't even name their mascot and then UMass and over and over and over and over UMass would be when they would tweet out these these players that committed UMass would be their only division one offer so Chuck was kind of right in the previous segment to to call me out with something I said earlier which is that a-State will not face anybody as bad as Grambling State again throughout the season. UMass is going to be that bad. Barring, barring like Don Brown being a miracle worker, which you never know. He is, they do have a new head coach, at least from last year. But I, I feel like the baseline expectation, if you're an A-State fan, your baseline expectation for non-conference play should be 2-2. Two and two. I mean, anything else this year is unacceptable. Yeah. It just is. Grambling State is, A-State is going to have a talent advantage there. A-State is going to have a significant talent advantage over UMass. You lose at Ohio State, okay, well, everybody expects that. You lose at Memphis, okay, I'm going to be disappointed because it's Memphis. Losing to Grambling State or to UMass, even though UMass is an FBS school, that is like losing to UCA in 2016. It's unacceptable. Two and two is the baseline this year in terms of, of non-conference play. Three and one would be great. You go and you get that win at Memphis. Then all of a sudden, you know, that means you're two and one through the first three weeks of the season. I mean, you've already got your a third of the way to bowl eligibility. You've already won as many games as you did in the season before. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. You've already won through three games, as many road games as you did in the season before. Great. But, you know, you have to win the Grambling and the UMass games. And, of course, those two are the ones in Jonesboro as well. So, um, anyways, uh, you guys can continue to call in with us at 9303776. You can also uh, continue to vote with us on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or find that hashtag WDRZ. We do need to take one break, uh, one more break, though, before we call it a wrap today. Let's do that. We'll be back right after this on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. So if you're ready to lose some weight and you're tired of choking down bars and shakes or trying to starve yourself or going from fad diet to fad diet, it's time for you to check out the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. Y'all, Elite Total Health is working for so many, and so far they've helped patients lose over 2,600 pounds and counting. At Elite Total Health, your weight loss journey will be medically assisted and supervised by a team that's going to customize a plan to fit you and your goals. They have multiple weight loss medication options, including Fentermine. So there's no longer a need to drive hours away to get the medicine that can help you lose weight. So most current patients have lost double digits in their first 30 days, with many losing as much as 15, 16, or 17 pounds in only 30 days. You can schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250. Go see him at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. 
Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. Did you know that First National Bank has been serving Eastern Arkansas since 1886? For 135 years, we have been meeting the needs of Eastern Arkansas. It's not only that we know your name, those that have worked before us probably knew your great-grandparents' name. Banking definitely looked different then, but it is the same personal service that we pride ourselves in today. And as most banks have changed hands over time, we are still locally owned and operated. Consistency, stability, and community are what we are built on. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDI. I was having problems growing grass in my yard. Tried all remedies. Nothing. Finally, Richard Groves from Branching Out Tree Service said my trees weren't allowing grass growth. What? They needed trimming. And yep, trim back the trees, more grass. If you have problem growing grass or you need a tree consultation, contact Richard for a free estimate, 870-847-6040, 847-6040. and he will treat you right. Branching out tree service. Are you looking for high quality child care? Arkansas Early Learning is enrolling daily at arearlylearning.org. Offering programs for children ages newborn to five years old in a family friendly child care setting. With the three star better beginnings rating, Arkansas's highest quality rating. Your child will develop reading, writing, and behavioral skills that will help prepare them for kindergarten and school success. Plus nutritious meals and children with disabilities are welcome. Apply now for Arkansas Early Learning at arearlylearning.org. AEL is a nonprofit organization and an equal opportunity provider. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. St. Jude takes care of absolutely everything. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. St. Jude allowed me to focus on being a mom to Bryce. And sometimes I'm just in awe of the impact St. Jude has, not only on this community, but the world. St. Jude is uniquely positioned to advance the cures of pediatric cancer, I think better than any other institution in the world. The contributions make a big difference. Donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. We have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Right, uh, last call on the Workday Red Zone. On the phones and on the question of the day, 9303-776, number on the Right Fiber Hotline. Also, on the KavanaughCars.com question, what will A-State's non-conference record be this season? Let's look at our poll one more time before we call it a wrap today. And, uh, you know, I could have pulled this up during the break. Uh, 7% of you. Either very bold or uh, misclicks that went with 4-0. 17% of you believe that the Red Wolves can go 3-1 this season. 2-2. Two and two. 
think that, uh, well, I'm guessing you think you'll win those Grandly State and UMass games and uh, go two and two again. That's 65% and 11% of you think A-State will go one and three or winless. So that is the last look at, uh, at the poll. Checking around in other news and notes from the sports world. Kate, are you going to dive into the saga of Frat McAfee coming up on your show today? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, if if you are, we can, we can. I don't want to steal your thunder. We can, we can <laughs> skip the incredible story of how Ole Miss found their punter. But I mean, if you're not, then I yeah, the world needs to know the story. Yeah, we're found him in the frat house, which I believe that to be a hundred percent true. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll dive in here for a second. If you missed it yesterday, uh, I don't know what show Lane Kiffin was on or whether he was just doing uh, the regular media Q&A yesterday, but, uh, but Ole Miss like, did not have a punter going into the season. They had one, but he got injured. So obviously you've got to – somebody's got to be there. And so Lane Kiffin just kind of told his team, all right, look, just go find a punter. And so lo and behold, one of his players is, I guess, at a kegger at <laughs> some frat house. I don't know if he was holding up this dude's legs for a keg stand or what, but he starts talking to somebody there, and uh, lo and behold, the player that he's talking to is actually a punter at Nevada. Put his name in the transfer portal. Did not find a home, so just decided to go to Ole Miss and just do college, and that's it. Just be a college kid, not worry about uh, being a student athlete, just be a student student. But then... The player was like, hey, man, we need a – can you just come try out? And so the guy's like, all right, yeah, I'll come try out. And he boots one a good distance, and uh, Lane Kiffin lets him know he needs to lay off the beer and get in football shape, and then the rest is history. The young man – I don't even know his real name. He doesn't have one because he's already been dubbed Frat McAfee by the interwebs, and so that's just what he's going to be known as. I highly doubt that's what's going to be on the back of his jersey yeah. or how he is listed as the game notes, but uh, but – for the rest of time, if anybody talks about Frat McAfee, they're talking about Ole Miss's new punter. I just hope he can actually punt. Well, he is better than whoever was going to punt for Ole Miss before, which was nobody. So Yeah, that's very true. They lost uh, uh, Mac Brown, who was there for like 80 years. So, yeah. It is. Uh, special teamers becoming like cult heroes is always one of my favorite stories of any type of football season. Because, of course, you had that guy last year from San Diego State who has already made it to the NFL and kicked an 82-yard punt in the preseason, which is insane. Then you've got Frat McAfee here. This makes me wonder, several years ago, before, you know, the Cody Grace era, A-State had a situation where like, they all of a sudden added a special teamer in week five or something. Nobody knows where he came from. I wonder if he had a similar origin story as Frat <laughs> McAfee. Was it Paul Jones? I mean, literally just had a random dude all of a sudden that was on the right And not just on the roster. Like, came out and, and instantly kicked for the team. As soon as he was on there, he had to go out. The first game he played in, I remember this, was at... Centennial Bank Stadium, and he didn't have he didn't have a nameplate on his jersey. <laughs> he was out there kicking, and all he had was the number. So of course we're all sitting in the press box, just like, who the heck is this? This dude was this dude on the team last week? 
How do we miss a whole new kicker? Well, he had not been on the team the week before. So at least this guy's, you know, he's already in camp. He'll get settled. And he's got already one of the best nicknames of the entire uh, collegiate football season. Brat McAfee. Yeah, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he won't get suspended for PEDs like uh, the kicker did last year. <laughs> right before the Egg Bowl. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, that's, that's a serious joy story. How in the world did I miss that? Oh, Mrs. Kicker got suspended for PEDs before the Egg Bowl last year. And I don't think he's going to be able to play this year. That is amazing. Yes. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is like staggering levels of ineptitude. Yeah. Caden Costa was, uh, was the kicker. Wow. Okay. Fascinating special team segment to close out the show today. Closing it out strong. Feel good about it. Uh, thank you to Keith Merritt for hanging out with us in hour number one. Uh, also appreciate all of you who called, texted, and tweeted. Did not have an A-State update for you today, but that's okay because we will tomorrow. As Arkansas State men's basketball coach Mike Bellotto will be joining us at 1230. We kept that nice uh, Dominican Republic trip. In the meantime, though, keep it here. The setup with Kate Carlton is next, followed by The Drive with Brad Bobo. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Workday Red Zone will be back at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.